share the link, share the link, and let's get on the, the chase.
So we thank God because of what God had done, right? Healing, miracles, testimony, increase. Okay? That is generalizing why we thank God. Number two thing I said is that we thank God because of his mercies. Okay? We thank God because of his mercies. And I gave us Psalm 136. You read verse 1, 2, and 3. It says we should give thanks to God because he is good. So we thank God because he is good. And we thank God because of his mercies. Number three is that we thank God because... I'm saying this because some of you are asking, so why should I thank God? This year, I'm supposed to get married. I didn't get married. Why should I thank God? This year, I'm supposed to get my visa. Did I get my visa? Why should I thank God? This year, I'm supposed to... Charlie. Charlie. Hmm. Well. We thank God because it is a, it's a, a, a demand from us. Thanksgiving is required from us. Thanksgiving is required. It is a command that we should give thanks to God. It is a command that we should give thanks to God. No matter what the situation may be. No matter how things might turn out. Give me First Thessalonians 5 verse 18. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. Thank God in good times. Thank God in bad times. Thank you. One of the things Thanksgiving does for you in bad times, number one, it gives you strength. Number two, is that it brings God into that situation. When you only thank God when things are good and when things are bad, you keep quiet, you will begin to lose strength, get discouraged. But once you begin to say thank you, suddenly you feel you are not alone. If God can receive my thanks, listen, 2024, let's serve God in a different way. Let's serve God in a different way. If God can receive my thanks, then he's not, he has not left me. He's there. He's there. Look at this. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It is the will of God for you to give thanks in everything. Oh, pastor, um, I just lost my marriage. Thank God. Uh, pastor, I just lost my job. Thank God. Uh, pastor, I just bought a new car. Thank God. Pastor, I just got pregnant. Thank God. Pastor, um, I'm sick. Thank God. In everything. Nobody thanks God in everything that doesn't receive everything from God. Nobody thanks God in everything and does not receive everything from God. Nobody thanks God in bad times and they remain inside forever. Nobody thanks God in good times and they don't receive more of good things. Thank God. In everything, let's give thanks to God. Don't wait for a special Thanksgiving service. I just remembered this year. Yes, we prayed. We did our thanking. But next 2024, we're going to have a special session as we begin to come to the end of the year. We're going to have a special session just for Thanksgiving. That this week or this particular day is our Thanksgiving service. Listen, listen. If you have been active on this platform, 
Let's forget last year. Let's forget last two years. If you have been active on this platform since this year, you know that God has been good. Sure. If you have been active, you have been following online, whether online or physical, you know, you know that God has been good. Do you know the deliverance God has given us this year? Do you know the preservation? Do you know the favors? Do you know how many people who have gotten pregnant this year? Do you know people that God have healed this year? Do you know the, the, the kind of the things God have done? People God have rescued this year. So why can't we lift our voice as a family and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why are we being stingy? Why are we being greedy with thanksgiving? Why can't we give it back to him? Why can't you give it back to him? 2024. We'll create a system. To, Father, we say thank you. We say thank you. We're just coming to say thank you. Just coming to say thank you. Number three. Number three. Is that thanksgiving is needed to fertilize our prayer. Thanksgiving is needed to fertilize our prayer and our request. If you read Philippians 4 and verse 6, Philippians 4 verse 6, he said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. With thanksgiving, don't bring your request with complaint. Don't bring your request as though it's a right. Bring your request to God with thanksgiving. 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 Let your request be made known to God. As you bring your request, be thanking God. You don't thank God because answer has come. You thank God because thanksgiving is part of what guarantees you answer. You see, and when it happens, I will thank God. When it comes, I will thank. No, 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 no. You thank God because Thanksgiving guarantees you the answer. As you pray, Father, thank you. Thank you because it is done already. I know it's done. That's how I pray for the sick. I don't pray for the sick. Okay, let's pray. Let's try again. If we pray, if it doesn't work, then we'll come and pray again. No, that's not the way I pray. Father, I thank you because it is a done deal already. It's a done deal already. It's a done deal already. And most of the times, I see God always take the glory. God enjoys the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. The God has worked for the glory. Don't give it to another person. Don't give it to yourself. The glory of God should not go to your pastor. It belongs to Jesus alone. Give it to him. If you take what belongs to God, you will kill yourself. He said, my glory will I not share with any man. I am the Lord, I will not change, and my glory will I not share with any man. Always give it back to him. If you don't want to die in your trouble, always give God the glory. Father, I know I'm sick, but listen to me, everyone. It is because you are alive, that is why you know you are sick. If you are dead, you won't know you are sick. Father, I'm hungry. There's no food. It is because you have appetite for food. That is why you know that you are hungry. Father, um, somebody just disappointed me. I'm not happy. It is because you still have feelings. You still have emotions. That is why you can still feel the disappointment. In fact, there is something that somebody can still appoint you for. 
That is why they were able to disappoint. There is still something good about you. Find a reason to always say thank you. The next thing is that we give thanks to God for victory. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. We give thanks to God for victory. Some of you listening to me, this year you fought strange battles from your workplace. You fought battles from um, your home. You fought battles from in your marriage, in your health, and God gave you victory. Can I get my scripture, please? 1 Corinthians 15, 57. We thank God for victory. We thank God for victory. And this victory, it is not as though we deserve it. It's not as though we deserve it. He won it and gave it to us. Some of us feel because we pray too much, because we fast too much. Listen, I'm not downplaying the place of prayer. I'm not downplaying the place of fasting. But I'm saying that you must keep it at heart. You are not getting what you are getting actually because you prayed. It is important you pray. God wants you to pray. But you are getting it because of God's mercies. If God said with all your prayer, nothing will happen, nothing will still happen. The same prayer you prayed and you got married. Another person that prayed the same prayer and she's not married. The same prayer you prayed, you got a visa. Somebody else has prayed the same prayer they have been denied for straight seven years. The same prayer you prayed, you got healed. Somebody has prayed. Do you know somebody has taken the same paracetamol you took for your headache and the person died and you, you came back to normal? The mercy of God. But thanks be to God which given us victory through our Lord Christ Jesus. We thank God because of victory. We thank God because of victory. He wants to give us more. And if you thank him, he will do more for you. If you thank him, he will do more for you. If you thank him, he will do more for you. The next one is that we thank God because he always makes us to triumph. We thank God because he always help us to triumph. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. My scriptures are coming late. I want to round up. I'm done at the moment. Get my scripture. We thank God because he always makes us to triumph. There is somebody listening to me. You are online. You are a lady. You told God that if he did, there was something you were trying to work on. And you told God that if God does that thing for you, all right, that you're going to do something for him. And you've received that answer, but you've not done it because you have been saying that things are hard. I have things to do. I have things to do. I have things to do. Things are hard. But what I see is that the same thing you receive, you're about to start having crisis on that same issue. The same thing that you received, you're about to start having crisis on that issue because you have withheld your covenant promise to God. You have not fulfilled it. Please get back, ask God for mercy, and do what you have to do. Can I get to call Corinthians 2 verse 14? All the people that were giving me my scriptures on time, have they disappeared? We give thanks to God because God will always make us triumph. All I, I'm reading from my Bible, he said, Now thanks be to God, which always caused us to triumph in Christ Jesus. 
So it's not because we want to triumph. Somebody is making it happen. It's not because we want to. There is somebody who is doing it. It's not our power that did it. It's not our strength. Somebody. And make it manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Let me read that NIV somebody posted. He said, but thanks, but thank God he was made or he has he has made us his captives and continued to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Wow. 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 God is just too good. Number, I don't know what number I am, but just can take it like that. The next reason we thank God is for the help that we receive. The next reason why we should thank God is for the help that we receive. Give me Second Corinthians 8 and verse 16. For the helpers he has sent towards us. Now, everybody must be able to recognize the kind of helper God has brought your way. Not every helper comes to give you money. Okay? Now look at this. But thank God he has given Titus the same enthusiasm for you that I have. All right. Can I get KJV? God has given Titus the same enthusiasm. So the same hunger and zeal I have to come and help you. God has now given Titus that same thing. A lot of you have one person helping you. If you can thank God for that helper, God can multiply the helpers for you. God can send you another help. But thanks be to God, which put the same endless care in the heart of Titus. So Titus did not want to come. God was the one that planted the endless care in his heart. Listen, people don't just help you. People don't just help you. There is something that is that gets welled up in their heart. Do you know somebody online now? You just woke up this morning and began to think of somebody. You just woke up this morning and began to think, what do I do for this person? How do I support this person? How do I send money? Even sometimes you don't even have the money. But you're already thinking, how do I? It is not you. Somebody, God has now put in something in your heart. So if you give God thanks, God can put things in the heart of a lot of people. God can put things in the heart of a lot of people. But the moment you begin to withhold your thanksgiving, People will begin to forget you. You'll be binding demons, binding, binding. You will pray, you will pray and lose and bind and cast. And yet, nothing. 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 So help does not only come by prayer. Help comes by gratitude. Gratitude to God first, then gratitude to the helper that God sent your way. Now, imagine, imagine you give me... Um, I gave you a um, hundred um, Ghana CDs, and you say you say thank you, so appreciative. The next month you come again. Ah, thank you for that hundred Ghana CDs. Oh, the next day, thank you for that. Ah, I'm gonna feel like. Do you mean this small money? This person is so thankful. Do you know the next time I have ten thousand Ghana CDs, 
I'm looking for who to give to. It is that person that brought the thank you in multiple dimension will be the first person to be remembered, will be the first person to be considered. That is how it also works with God. That is how it also works with God. Stay thankful. Don't be ungrateful. Stay thankful. He, he, he puts things in the heart of men for you and I. The next thing, number seven, is we thank God because of his unspeakable gift. Can I get 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 15? Because of his unspeakable gift. Some version will tell you that that is because we are thanking God because of the gift of his son. But I would say that that unspeakable gift goes far beyond. The thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. A lot of us have gone to, you were not feeling fine. They suspected that your kidney was bad. They sent you to the hospital and your kidney was okay. Do you know how much kidney is sold in the market? If your kidney had packed up, do you know? Do you know how much your kidney is bad? Those of, those of us who live our life the way we like, if they, they actually sit down and begin to analyze to us everything that is needed for what is it called? Everything that is needed for us to be able to have a better life or a better health. A lot of us, we know, we have not been keeping to the principles of good health. You eat sugar as you like. The things that impact on your kidney and your liver, you do them out of 365 days. You don't need 200 days. But God in his mercy, God in his mercy, God in his mercy, unspeakable gift. You slept, you wake up. Oh, you think it's your alarm. You think it's your alarm. God has protected you from enemies you are not aware of. You think it's because you were smart. It's unspeakable gift. There are things we don't even know. There are things we can't talk about. We, we can't even explain that God has kept us from. It is enough thanking God. If you read Amplified of that same scripture, he said, now thanks be to God for his gift, precious beyond telling. Precious beyond telling. His indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. Wow. Free gift. Father, we thank you. 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 Now, let's take this last scripture and let me take us through the last and this thing and we are done. There are a lot, 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 lot of reasons to thank God. A lot of reasons to thank God. One of the hardest thanksgiving, all right, one of the hardest thanksgiving, which is one of the best, is thanking God in advance. All right? You draw, you draw in what you lack even before you can afford it. You are not married, you are thanking God for your marriage. You have no child, you wake up, you are thanking God for your child. Sometimes you begin to get weary. I've been thanking God now for the past one year. I've been thanking God for the past six months. How come till now? It does not come. Listen, don't get weary. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Keep telling him thank you. Keep telling Ah, is God too wicked? Is God deaf? By now, he should have. Father, thank you for my children. Thank you. Thank you for that girl. Thank you for that boy. You can never write, write their name down already. Yeah. 
You are not even married yet. Write your name down. Father, thank you for um, baby Ella. Thank you for baby this. Thank you. Father, thank you for my children. Thank you for their growing in strength. And somebody who hear you carelessly will say, have you given birth? You say, no. What I heard is a thank you for my children, for their growing. He said, don't worry, we don't understand. Let them be. Father, thank you for my husband. Thank you for my husband. I'm not getting married to a man I will regret. Father, thank you. I'm getting married to the man of my dream. I'm getting married to the man that you have planned and chosen for me. I'm getting married to a man that will care for me. A man that will help me love God. A man that will help me know God. A man that fear God. Father, thank you. Thank you because the kind of man I'm getting married to, I will not repeat the same mistake in my family. Father, thank you because the kind of man that you are bringing my way is not the one that does not love God. Listen, you can align yourself to a good marriage on time by thanksgiving. You can align yourself to healthy children on time by thanksgiving. You can align yourself to a good job on time by thanksgiving. You can align yourself to prosperity on time by thanksgiving. You can align yourself to international open doors. Thank God in advance. It is painful. It is difficult. But thank him. Thank him. You are not seeing a way. You are not seeing a solution. It doesn't look like anything is happening. Come on, give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Revelation 7 verse 12. Revelation 7 verse 12. Revelation 7 verse 12. Saying, Amen, blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto God, unto our God forever and ever. Amen. So this is talking about the angels. This is all the angels do every day. No wonder they are powerful. No wonder angels are powerful beings. They are not chasing ladies. They are not looking for job. They are not looking for nothing. All they do every day. Is saying amen, blessed blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto God forever and ever. Amen. They will go back again. That's what they keep saying, making all kind of oblations and prostrations, saying thank you, saying thank you, back to back to God, back to back to God, back to back to God. Now, how do we thank God? How do we thank God? How do we thank God? Number one is with songs. Number one is with songs, with our mouth singing. Psalm 9 verse 11. Psalm 9 verse 11. Psalm 9 verse 11. Do we have it? While we look for that, get me second Samuel chapter 22, verse 50. 
second Samuel 22 50 Psalm 47 verse 6 and verse 7 he said sing praises to the Lord which dwelleth in Zion declare among the people his doings sing praises on this note you don't need a good voice you don't need to know key and chord but that does not mean you come and lead us in praises sing your own praise so that if you sing off key it's only your ear that will hear it but god does not need key to give praise not i'm not talking about general congregation day your corner and sing your praises with your off key like that all right you don't need a good voice but just sing praise sing praise it's part of the ways of thanksgiving sing praise um, Second Samuel 22, 50 said, Therefore I will give thanks unto the Lord, O Lord, among the hidden. And he said, And I will give praises unto thy name. I will sing praises, rather. I will give thanks, then I will sing praises. I will give thanks, I will sing praises. I will give thanks, I will give praises. I will give thanks, and I will give praises. So that means thanksgiving and singing praises they are all means of gratitude, but they are not the same thing. Giving thanks and singing praises, they are not the same thing. Thanksgiving is make up of two, two words, all right? Thanks and give, all right? That is the next point. Thanks and give. Your thanksgiving must be followed by a substance. Your thanksgiving must be followed by a substance. Now, how many of you have been in a situation where every church does thanksgiving? Every church does thanksgiving. Maybe mid-year, end of year. Some do mid-year and end of year thanksgiving. Now, thanksgiving came at the end of the year and you were not having money to give anything. How many of you have ever been in that um, situation? Let me see you. Have you ever been been there? I've been there. Oh yeah, I've been there. Everybody was giving, and I, you were having nothing to give, nothing, because things were hard. You're never having money. If I didn't care, it's not taking. Everybody in church will be looking at you like, oh, and maybe you are, you are a leader in church. Your pastor will be looking at you, will be waiting to see what you brought for Thanksgiving, and they look at you like, ah, this one is not a serious member. And you know that things are hard. Things are hard. Okay, now let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. What happened is that you are wicked. You were, you were wicked at that time. If you are still there now, you are being wicked. Me that was there, I was wicked. Uh, I know you are so So people didn't raise their hand because they don't know what I want to say. Now they know what I said. What I said, they will say, "Thank God I didn't raise my hand." Whether you raise your hand or not, if you are find yourself there, you find yourself there, or you have once been there, is a sign of wickedness. Let me tell you how and why you are wicked. January, the sign is the problem is that you never planned for it. Yeah, many of us that do end of year Thanksgiving never plan for Thanksgiving. Once it just come, we just try to squeeze out some 50, 10, 10, 20, 100 Ghana, put in envelope and all of that and chuck it in. So sometimes maybe we just maybe we just got salary or we just did some business, some extra money came. So we can now force ah, and make it two or three hundred. We now force. We don't plan it. Thanksgiving should be planned. Are you telling me you were broke from January to December? Yeah, but pastor you don't understand i don't have a job okay we agree i know you don't have a job i know i know i know but the kind of phone you are using 
the kind of hair you bought this year, the clothes you've bought this year, the food you've bought. Is this about force that you are deceiving yourself saying you don't have a job? You are not that broke. It is only you that is not using your brain well. You are not broke. Not having a job does not mean you are broke. Many of us, God has set helpers around us, but we have not been wise enough to be able to utilize it to establish something for us. We want to just be living within that means. So, if you have ever found yourself there, or you find yourself dead this year, it's a sign of wickedness. You never planned to thank God. If you, if you find yourself next year, please remember me. Next year, if you get to time of Thanksgiving, wherever you are, whether you are here, we are doing it here, or in whatever church you are in, and it's time for Thanksgiving, you are just remember my voice. I said you are wicked because God did not, you, you are not aware. You didn't know that day that Thanksgiving will happen that day. From now, everybody knows that their church will do Thanksgiving next year, maybe October, November, December, whatever time it is. So what stops you from thanking God? It's like those that don't pray. Nobody tells you that you have to pray. Those who don't pay their tithes. Nobody tells you that you have to pay your tithes. The first thing you do is to, to remove God's own. So the problem is actually wickedness. There's nothing else. Wickedness. Get me Psalm um, 47 verse 6 and 7. So my point is that thanksgiving comes one by thanks with your mouth. All right? Then the next one, a substance must follow. If you say you are actually grateful, a substance must follow. And like I said earlier, I'm going to repeat again. You have somebody who has been bearing a financial burden for you or maybe your children since this whole year. Boss, madam, be wise. It could be a bag of curry. It could be some plantain. It could be um, onion. Tomato, yam, what you are giving, you know the person doesn't need it. Some crowd, they might end up giving it that, but you've done your part. You've done your part. You've, you've done your part. Just go there and tell them thank you. Tell them thank you. So that as they are being a blessing, um, as they are being a blessing to you and helping your children, next year, they can do it better. All right? For some people, it doesn't stop them. They will still do whatever they want to do, whether you come and thank or not. You want your own. But I'm saying they will do it better. All right? Okay. Psalm 47, 6 and 7. 6 and 7. All right, let me start from... Let me add the 7 to it. God is gone up with a shout, the, with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises. Sing praises to God. Sing praises, sing praises unto our king. Sing, I like the way Sam is here. Sing praises, sing it. Oh, Pastor, I don't have voice. We didn't say we'll give you a microphone. Sing it in your room now. Huh? Sing it in your room. Sing praises. Sing praises. Many of you here don't dance in church. It's a crime. Sing praises. Dance. Dance. Sing praises. Sing praises. Sing praises. Another way to thank God is with a dance. Yeah, yeah. This one, a lot of us are feeling 
and we are wanting in this class. Another way to thank God is with a dance. It comes start with a song and it gets to a dance. It starts with a song and it gets to a dance. With a dance. Sing praises and dance. Forget about your sorrow. Dance. Many of you don't dance in church. You are when they are singing, you are clapping and marching left and right as if you are in primary school assembly. Hmm? As if you are in primary school assembly. Dance. You don't know how to dance. Just look for somebody who is dancing in church. Copy them. Just look at what they are doing. They move one leg, move your own. They move their head, move your head. Just dance. Stop that thing. You go to church. You just stand solemn. You see me? I don't like to show myself. Oh, you are deceiving yourself. You are robbing yourself. There is something your dance adds to your thanksgiving to God. Dance. 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 Let's go to Second Samuel. Second Samuel chapter 6. Let's start from verse 12. Second Samuel chapter 6. And it was told the king, saying, The Lord had blessed the house of Obededom and all that pertained unto him because of the ark of God. So, please, once somebody has posted, don't post again, okay, so that we can flow fast, except you are adding the next verse for me, so that we'll not get distracted. Thank you. And so David went and brought the ark up, brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed Edom into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they bear the ark of the Lord, when they bear the ark of the Lord, when they that bear the ark of the Lord, I, I know something was missing in that English, had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatling. Now this scripture, we won't be able to go back through. The ark of God was lost by the sons of Ella. The sons of Eli lost the ark of God, Ophini and Phineas, and the ark of God represented the physical structure of God. The ark represents the physical structure, the physical house of God in Israel. So out of rebellion, they took the ark to go and fight, and the Philistines took it. And that was part of where the ark destroyed Dagon and a lot of... So David wanted to bring the ark back while he was bringing it back. Now, God was already angry that he lost his ark. And if you are to bring back the ark, there's a law. You don't put the ark on a car, on a wheelbarrow, or on anything. No, you must carry the ark on your shoulder. There must be a certain group of men who carry the ark on their shoulder. But David went to put the ark on a, on a cart, put it on a, on a kind of a truck, all right? And they began to drive it. And suddenly the ark was about to fall. A man called Uzzah wanted to hold the ark, not to fall. God killed him because you don't help God. You partner with God, not helping God. So David became afraid and took the ark and dropped it in the house of a man called Obed-Edom. 
because of the heart of the man, the man was a keeper of the temple. Because the man was a good man, the Bible said the man began to prosper. Everything that concerned the man began to work. Three months, the man became a billionaire. The man's children were getting married. But when David had it, it was like, ah, what we rejected. This man is now using it to become, and David ran, went to collect the ark. And while David went to collect the ark, he said, when I did it first, I made a mistake. Now, I need to do it right. So he put it in the shoulder of some men. Now, what they do, when they take six step, David will kill a cow. You see, when we begin to talk about the principles, eh, some of us will feel like, oh, and all these things, and this thing. No, no, no. David knew. This one there, I know, I know the way to appease God. God is angry. I know the way to. When people that carry the act, when they walk, one, two, three, four, five, everybody waits. They will kill the cow. And they have to hold the ark up on their shoulder. Why they will kill the cow? Really, it's there. It's there. What verse did I stop? Please, you push, you push not be posting back and forth, back and forth. Let me be able to follow it. Okay, verse 13. Verse 13. And it was so that when they bed, when they that bed the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed all sins and fatling. Every system, one, two, three, four, five, six, they will scar. I've forgotten them how many miles that they said the journey was. I'm sorry, I've forgotten the miles. So up about up to the about based on the miles, I think it was over a hundred cows that David slaughtered to return the ark of God. That was the first thing he did. Number two, now let's read up from verse 14 now. Verse 14, and David danced before the Lord with all his might while he was sacrificing. So you see thanksgiving now, he came with thanks and he came with giving. While they were playing the trumpet, David was dancing and David was slaughtering an animal. He, Bible said, he danced with all his might. Let me ask you again, Sister Kukua, why don't you dance in church? Eh? Brother uh, Lazarus, why don't you dance in church? Sister Mount Zion that cannot be moved. Why don't you smile during praise? Why don't you dance? Brother Pillar, Pillar that cannot be shaken. Why don't you dance in church? Hey, I don't know how to dance. So did they learn it from heaven? Just shake your body. Be excited. That's what praise is for. Be excited. Every time you listen from today, from today, any church, anywhere you find yourself during the time of praises and you are just standing or are just sitting, just know you are insulting God. You are telling God, God, you don't deserve anything from me. That's it. Anytime you find yourself in the place of worship, you are chewing chingom. And so if you chew chingom during worship, hey, you are pressing your phone, you are, doing, you are telling God, the Father, I, you don't deserve anything from me. That's all you are telling God. Time for worship. Lift your hands or go down on your knee. If you can lay on the floor, lay on the floor. Just give God. Many of you, you are too neat for God. You are too neat, too organized. While they are doing worship, they are checking your hair. If your hair has not um, actually um, um, been rumpled. You are checking your makeup if it's still intact. You are trying to be nice. You don't want your cloth. You're just oh, singing and all of that and looking left and right. You are not a Christian. I put it to you. You are not a Christian. God can't do anything with you. He can't. Lay on the floor. Oh, pastor, it's just a new cloth to hell with your clothes. 
Who gave you the clothes? Lay on the floor with that cloth. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Roll on the floor. Roll, roll on the floor. Hey, there are things we don't know how to do. There are things we don't know how to do. And we wonder why God is not helping us. Let me surprise you. You might be one of the best givers in church. You might be one of the best workers in church. Usher, choir, all of that. And yet, you don't understand thanksgiving. You are gone. 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 David danced before the Lord with all his might. With all his might. And David gathered, David was guarded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with the sound of the trumpet. All right? With the sound of the trumpet and we shouted and and. Okay, we shouted and sounded the trumpet. Verse 16. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Micah, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw the king. Saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in his heart. In her heart. This is the wife of the king. Saw the husband dancing. And she despised the king in her heart. The wife of the king despised the king in her heart. Hmm. All right. Let me show us what happened to her. So you see what David was doing? Limping, dancing. Today is Sunday. Some of you are going to church. If you are not going to church, I will play a song for you. Dance. Play a song on your phone. Dance. Learn to wake up some night. Not just wake up every night. Fire, fire, thunder. Every witch die. No, that's fine. When you are done, take song and pray. Play songs and dance. All right? Sometimes wake up some night. This night, I'm not praying for nothing. I just want to thank God. Sing songs. Sing songs. Listen, learn to sing. Learn it. I'm not saying you must have a good voice. Just know the lyrics. Let it. You, it is good where you can play audio. Okay? It is good when you can put it um, um, sound close to your ear and you just listen to song, Nebasi, Senach. But it is better when you can say the words from your mouth. You might not know how to put it right or the tone. Just let it come out of your mouth. Father in heaven, now we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in your presence as your people. We declare your mighty works. It is more powerful when you are the one saying it than when somebody is just singing it and it's just a song. Let it come from your heart. Let it come from your spirit. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give it to God. And some of us sing, and we don't think about the songs we are singing, how powerful that song is, how powerful God is. Please, when you sing, try, let your mind, cast your mind into the meaning of the lyrics you are singing. That song I just sang now, powerful. Particularly some worship singer. So they sing very in a very carnal manner because they are not casting their, their mind to the depth of their declarations. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty, who reigns forevermore. 
cast your mind to the meaning of the song. It gives you value. You will see how elated your spirit is. You will see how frail and how empty human being is, knowing that everything is about God, for God, and from God. We are just pilgrims. We are just nothing. We are nothing. So all we do, we look at our bank account. That's our confidence. We look at our bank account. You have some $100,000, $50,000. You look at your investment, you have some land, you have built some house, so your confidence is on those house. Listen, a day is going to come to fail you. Let your confidence be on what God is, who God is, and what God can do. So that if anything happens, this is why many of us, we lose things, we, we, we almost want to commit suicide because our trust was not first on God. Our trust was not first on God. If your trust is in God and your love is in God and your understanding is in God, if you lose money, you will get it back because you are fixed on God. But if it is on things, you lose those things, it will never return. It will never return. It will never return. Now, let's keep that same um, second summary, um, chapter 6. Let's skip down to 20. 20 to 23. No. Listen to me before you post. Skip to 20 to 23. David, I've already gotten the part I want to get. So David danced with all his might, shouting, singing, blowing trumpet. So you see the essence of having musical instrument in church. Clapping is good. It's very it's good. But these are part of what we saw in the Bible. They use harp. They use trumpet. They use all kinds of things to praise God. Then David returned to bless his household, and Micah, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaid of his servant, as one of the vain fellow shamelessly uncovered himself. So while David was dancing, David was not even aware that his skirt fell off. David didn't notice. He was busy dancing. So David, some way, got naked and they had to cover him back and he continued. So the wife saw him from the window. Bible said he despised David in the heart. That was not enough. When the king now came back, this was the word. What, what stupid wife is this? This were the words she was telling the husband. How shamelessly a whole king shamelessly uncovered yourself. Let's go. The next verse, 21. And David said unto Micah, look at this. I love this response very well. It was before the Lord. So the dance I am dancing, the nakedness you thought you saw me God naked in public. I was doing before God. Before the Lord, which chose me before your father. This was a, a very sarcastic statement. God saw me and he chose me instead of your father, your stupid father, your father that died. Very nice statement. Before the Lord, who chose me? Before your father. And before all this. So none of your, your brothers cried. They are so useless. None of them could even take over kingship. None of them. None of them. David has mount. Before your father and all the people of the house, all of them, all your brothers, Nobody could amount to Christian. And to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play, oh God. Yeah, I love this. Therefore, I will play before the Lord. 
Let me ask you again, madam, why are you so serious in church? I don't know why I'm feeling for those in America. I don't know what, the kind of church you guys attend, whether they sing praises at all, or you guys, want, is it, I want solemn assembly. I just hope they sing praise. If they don't sing praise, you guys are missing. You guys are missing. You guys are missing. If you attend a church where they don't sing praise here, where they don't dance, you are missing. I tell you the truth. You are missing. You are missing. I will play before the Lord. So time for praise is time to play. It's not time to get serious. Time for praise is time to play. Be like a baby before God. Play. Be childish. You have to dance on the floor. You have to dance anyhow you want. Just be childish before God. So if you go to church, you will put on heavy makeup. And you want to, you want to gather the makeup back home. What will you do with it? So you don't want to dance so that you will not sweat and your makeup will go off. Oh, I don't want my makeup to go off and all of that. You see your life, you are valuing makeup more than praising God. What a shame. What a shame. I will play before the Lord. If a king can play before God, who are you? I'll play before the Lord. Verse 22, and I will yet be more vile. When I'm done, after verse 23, give me NLT or TPT on, from verse 21. All right? Something I want to get. I'll be more vile than toss, and I'll be based in my own sight and of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of. Of them shall I be had in honor. So David said, me, I will play more. I will be more humble. I, if you said I went naked during dancing, I will go more naked. Look at verse 23. Look at what happened. Therefore, Micah, the daughter of Saul, had no child until the day of her death. The only woman in the Bible who died barren, who met God, who came around God, who was recorded to die barren was Micah. The only woman, the only woman in the Bible who was recorded to die as a barren woman was Micah. Do you know why? She mocked somebody who was praising God. Which prince? She's the only woman who died barren in the Bible. She's the only woman who died barren in the Bible. She's the only woman who died. She's the only woman who became unfruitful in the Bible. She's the only woman who never had a child again in the Bible. What did she do? She laughed at a man that was praising God. That was all she did. So, praise is a key to fruitfulness. If you don't want to be barren in any aspect of your life, learn to dance to God. Is somebody following me at all? Are you following I'm think I'm done. I have to let, let's close. Are you following at all? Are you following? If you don't want to die barren, 
in any aspect of your life, in your finance, your health, your marriage, whatsoever. If you don't want to die barren, then praise God. Give God praise. Give him the honor that is due him. Only God will take care of you. You don't want to die single. Give God praise. Learn to dance. Dance with your youth. Shake that body for God. And let God make that body useful. You don't want to die childless. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. All right, let me get the NLT version now. Either NLT or TPT, anyone I get right now. From verse 21 to 23. Get me the NLT version now. David retorted to Micah, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned, I, I indeed think I am distinguished. Let me get verse 23. So Micah, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. Micah remained childless throughout her entire life. What did she do? She only laughed at a man that was praising God. So next time you see somebody who is praising God, be careful. If you can't join them, walk your way. Be careful. Be careful. Don't despise them in your heart. Be careful. Let's learn to thank God. Let's learn to thank God. Sing songs, dance, give. All right? So Thanksgiving is coupled with singing. Thanksgiving is coupled with giving. Thanksgiving is also accompanied with um, dancing. With dancing. With dancing. Sometimes it could just be words of exhortation. But in all you do, one way or the other, at one point or the other, eh, dance must come. So don't say, oh, I just say nice words. No, 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 no. Dance must come. It's a must. You must dance. Somebody say, I must dance. Because everybody is quiet there. Look like some of us don't dance in church. So the thing there is pinching you. Somebody say, I must dance. I must dance. I must dance. It's a must. Tonight is 31st night. We're coming to crossover with dancing. Tonight, we must dance. It's a must. It's a must. We must dance. 2024, make it a culture. Every week, just pick out one day. Look for a song you can dance to. You are in your room. Look for a song you can dance to. Put on the song and tell God, Father, I want to give you a dance. I want to give you a dance. Dance for God. People, you, you see, I've, I've seen videos. People go to the club and some girls come to give them lap dance and they give money to the girls. Imagine if somebody can give an ordinary man a lap dance and receive money. Imagine where you give God dance, what you will receive. Hey! Imagine what you will receive. Imagine what you will receive. Imagine what you will receive. 
in all of this, we must praise God with a glad heart. All right? Your heart must be glad. Don't be dancing and yet in your heart. Give me Psalm 9 verse 2. Psalm chapter 9 verse 2. Your heart must be glad. Psalm chapter 9 verse 2. Psalm 27, 28 verse 7. Quick, quick, quick. I will, I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. And he said, I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praise to your name. You can be dancing and yet you are not happy. Please, be learn to be glad in your heart. Not you are dancing, they are singing praise. All you can think of is your problem. All you can think of is your problem. Oh, look at my life. Why am I like this? No, it is wrong. The time of praise is a time to let go of all your problem. If you can still remember your problem while you are praising and worshiping, then you are not doing it right. You will never get the reward. All right? Everything we do in church, let me tell you now, everything we do in church, the only benefit God has, the only one that benefits God directly is praise and worship. Everything we do in church, the only thing that benefits God directly is praise and worship. That is why you must do it well. Your prayer does not benefit God. Your prayer is for your own good. Thank you, madam. Your prayer does not benefit God. Your prayer is for your own good. Your giving in as much as you are giving to God, God does not come down to collect money. God collects every time you give. If you, if you like, give your car, give your house. God does not come down to drive car. The church or the man of God, we use it for the work of ministry, for the work of God. God has it. God receives your heart. I would say an essence. An essence will go, every time you give, an essence will go up to heaven. That piece of paper you give, Somebody who understands money will tell you that money is not the paper you are having. Money is all about value. That paper you are holding in your hand is valuable because a number was written on it, a currency is written, the, um, a nation was written. It's an identity that makes it money. But it's just a piece of paper. So, for example now, for example, let me say um, you deposit money on your phone. You check your balance, you have a thousand Ghana cities. Now, you don't have cash in your hand. Does that mean you don't have money? No. That's only a piece of paper, a means of movement. All right? It's just a means of movement. But the money is still there on your phone. The value is still there. So when you give in church, that giving is only to solve the physical need. Because in the earthly realm, you will need the paper. The physical needs of the church or whatsoever of other people, that is what it is for. But God takes the incense of your giving. This is where people who begin to think, I'm giving, um, I'm giving it and they will collect it. They will collect it to buy speaker, buy this. They are not using their brain. God takes the incense of your giving. It's been sold from Old Testament to New Testament. God will take, it will come like a smell to God. God will say, okay, yes, my daughter has given me something that is worthy. And it's not every giving that comes as incense. Sacrifice actually is what comes as incense. Go read your Bible. In the case of Noah, you'll find it. In the case of Abraham, you'll find it. Read your Bible. In the case of 
um, what is it called? In the case of Paul, why Paul was talking to the Philippians of Philippians chapter 4, read from verse um, um, 13 down to 19. He said, everything you give to me has come as a sweet smell, a sweet odor to God. It has come as a sweet odor to God. It has come as a sweet order to God. It has come as a sweet order to God. So your giving does not benefit God. Your uh, prayer, your whatever you do in church, it benefits God, but not as much as their praise. Their praise and their worship is what God receives. That is what goes to him directly without going through anybody. It does not go to your pastor first, then your pastor will now send it to God. No, it goes to God directly. So how come we don't dance in church? The only one that you can give to God, you can't do it. You can't dance, you can't sing, you can't worship. Nothing. There's nothing you can do. So what are you doing? You might be, let me repeat, you might be the best giver in that church. But as long as you are not singing, you are not dancing, you are not giving God the honor in worship, then you are not really doing anything for God. You're going to be shocked the day you meet Jesus. He will tell you, my daughter, you tried, though, but you didn't do well. My son, you tried, but you didn't do well. Let's get back to the place of praise. Let's get back to the place of praise. Let's get back to the place of praise. Let's get back. To the place of praise. I'm going to give us one last scripture and I am done. One last scripture and I'm done. Okay, I asked for the NLT. I think I didn't finish it. Let me finish the NLT version of that scripture. Second Samuel, who was posting my NLT? Or did I finish it? Okay, yeah, I was done with it. Don't worry then. I remember now I'm done. Give me the last scripture. Psalm 119 verse 164. Psalm 119 verse 164. Psalm 119 verse 164. There are a lot of scriptures. If you check through your Bible, the KJV, you're going to find about 91 verses of scripture where the Bible spoke about dancing for God. You're going to find about 91, 91 scriptures where the Bible spoke about dancing. Okay, look at this. This is David talking now. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgment. Seven times a day. Seven times a day. So David said, I don't do my own only on Sundays. No. I don't do mine only on 31st night. I don't do mine only on weekends. Seven times every day. Wow. Not prayer. This is not prayer. Seven times a day. If you read through the Bible, the Bible is going to give you analysis of what David does. David has a group of men, group of singers that he has hired, he has employed to sing. Okay, David has some group of men that he has hired to sing over 1,000 
who compose songs, who plays instruments, and all of that. So when it's time for praises, they have an auditorium where they come, they begin to play. All they are doing is thanking God. And that he said, I will praise you seven times a day because all your regulations are just. Not because I bought a car. Not because I just got married. Not because I'm thanking God because the rules and regulations of God, there's no partiality in it. There is no partiality. His judgment is right. That's why I'm praising God. That's why I'm dancing. That's why I'm singing. That's why I'm singing. Oh, Malagabasha, Palagades. I think it was Kirk Franklin that wrote his song. While we sing, someone asked a question. Why do we sing? When we lift our hands to Jesus, what do we really mean? And someone may be wondering, when we sing a song, we have to sing, explain to people, understand why we sing. People, what, so why are they happy? That's what going for and said, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eyes on the sparrow. And that's the reason why we sing. And that's the reason why we sing. Let's get back to true worship. Those of you that sing songs that lead worship in church, learn the value of worship. Understand that you are not just coming to repeat a lyric somebody already made. Learn the value of worship. As a matter of fact, our worship and praise goes out of the lyrics. It starts with understanding. Bible said, praise God with understanding. Your praise to God must be with understanding. If you are singing what you don't understand, you are insulting God. Praise God. See the fullness of his majesty in your praises. God is going to help us. God is going to grant us grace. God is going to make us a people of true worship in the name of Jesus. I pray that from today, you will find reasons. You will find reasons. You will find reasons, justifiable reasons to be thankful to God. You will find reasons in good and bad times. No more shall we struggle in praises. No more shall we struggle in worship. No more shall we struggle in thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus, I want us for the next few minutes right now. to Listen, first of all, I want us to ask God for mercy. In any way we have taken his glory. I'm going to deal with this topic more extensively another time but let's just leave it here some of us have taken the great the glory of god some of us have told god that you don't deserve praise from me you said it unconsciously you said it without saying it how you you begin to say to yourself with all my problem why should i thank god with all my problem why should i do this what you are telling god that there's nothing to thank you for you don't deserve anything i can't give you anything it's a very bad way forget your problem and give god what is doing first one minute i want us to ask god for mercy father in any way i have taken your glory in any way i have not given the praise due you to you father show me mercy lift your voice right now pray that prayer pray that prayer pray that prayer pray that prayer Pray that prayer, and in a moment, I would want us to just get into worship, and let's give God some worship. Come on, lift your voice, and pray that prayer. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. In any way, I've taken your, your glory. In any way, I have not given you the glory 
that is due you. Mercy, Lord. 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 Atuya akwala varashata. Father, we ask for mercy. In any way, we have taken your glory. In any way, we have not given you the praise, the dance, the adoration, the oblations due you. Father, we say we are sorry. We say we are sorry. Show us mercy. We, are, we, are, we have learned right now. We're going to do it better. We're going to do it right this time. We're going to do it right this time. We're going to do it right this time. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Now, for the next few minutes, I'm going to just play a song. And maybe you understand the lyrics. Maybe you don't understand. But I want us to just open our hearts. I wish we were in the service. I'll have a full instrument. That's fine. But we can also use a song. You know the song, sing along. You don't know the song, just let your heart be poured out. Some of you now, so there are three persons listening to me. Two of you are single. One of you is a married woman. All right? You've gone through so much this year. You've gone through so much this year that your heart has become hard. One of the things happening to you now is that your feelings and emotion is dead. Your feelings and emotion is dead. You know more, there's no more compassion in you. So why people are worshiping and they are crying, you are confused. You're asking, so why are they crying? You don't understand. You don't understand why they are crying. Why people are happy? There's one of you listening to me now. This year, you can't count five times that you've really laughed, like laugh. <laughs> you can't count five this year. I know you. I just don't want to go into it. I know the person I'm talking to. I can see the people I'm talking to. But I don't want to go into that. You can't count five times you've really, because of the way things are. But listen, let me say this to us. We need to take life from a different approach. You don't get into a sad mood because things are hard. That you are the one that is doing that to yourself, not your situation. Why are you not? Why are you sad? Why are you not? Oh, can't you see? I'm not, I don't have a job. I don't have food. I'm not married. It is not your problem that puts you there. No. It is you that allowed the problem to put you there. But pastor, what would I have done? Hey, I choose joy. That's what, that's what you would have done. Choose joy. Stay joyful. Stay joyful. There is more to life than what you are looking for. There is more to life. There is more to life. There is more to life. I don't have everything I want now, but there is more to my life than what I don't have yet. So I look out for the things I've already, I already have, and I thank God for them, and thank God for what he will do someday for me. That is how life works. Don't shut down. Right now, your emotions are dead. Your feelings are dead. Your Everything is dead and dry. Don't enter 2024 like this. This morning is an opportunity for you to open your heart. You want to cry? Cry. You want just empty your heart. That's all I want you to do now. Empty your heart of all those burdens. Empty your heart of that hardness. Empty your heart of that decision that you have made. No, this thing I won't do. I won't go again. I will not try again. I will not. I'm tired. Whatever that wants to happen, it is time to let go of those nonsense. Let it go. Let it go. And keep your heart straightly open to God. Keep your heart 
straightly open to God. I'm going to just play songs while we just go ahead and give God worship and give God praise as God would grant us grace. And God is going to help us in the mighty name of Jesus. God is going to help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
Thank you. 
to God. We've given God worship. We've given God praise. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be part of your people. We thank you for the privilege to be called your own. Thank you for receiving us. Thank you for receiving our praise. Thank you for receiving us. Thank you for receiving our worship. In the name of Jesus, I pray for somebody today. As you end the year praising God, you will enter into the new year dancing. As you end the year praising God, you will enter into the new year dancing. And I pray that 2024, the attitude of gratitude will never leave you. 2024, the character of gratitude will not leave you. And in 2024, your life shall be filled with reasons to praise God. In 2024, your life shall be filled with reasons, with characters. You will find a thousand reasons to always praise God in the name of Jesus. And I pray that may the Lord give you the last minute miracle because of this praise, because of this worship. May the Lord give you a last minute miracle, a last minute testimony, a last minute breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Between now to 11 p.m. tonight, whatever country and time zone you are in. May you receive an alert of favor. May you receive a testimony. Anyone that is sick, because you have praised God, healing to your body, healing to your body. The Lord is lifting you. The Lord is lifting you. The Lord is lifting you. You are crossing over into the new year, victorious, joyful, and fulfilled. It's a new season for you. It's a new season for you. And I call you blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. All right. God bless you. We'll, come, we'll be on, on tonight, 8, from 8 p.m., We'll be online. For those of you who are in a different time zone, you can join us online. You are in Ghana. Find your way to Accra. Amitya La Paz. All right. For the crossover service. We're going to have a good time in God's presence. All right. Somebody said, I believe in miracles. And it will happen to me. I choose joy. See you tonight at Baba. You will find the teaching on Podbean. Tonight is going to be, today's show will not be on Telegram. You find it on Podbean, Thanksgiving 1 and 2. All right, bye bye.